<clears throat> okay, hello to everybody. Bezrat Hashem. Today we're going to be studying chapter 8 of Ilchot Teshuvah. Um, this chapter deals with Olam Haba, with the world to come, um, and what the what the payment for the righteous is. So we're going to be starting Halacha Aleph. Hatovah sefuna la sadikim hi hayeh haolam haba. Vehem ha hayim she'en imahen mavet. Vehatovah she'en imahara'a. So the good, the hidden good that's in store for the sadikim, for the righteous, um, is life in olam haba, the world to come, which is um, a type of good that has no bad in it. Hu shekatu batorah. This is what is said in the Torah, um, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest prolong um, thy days. And in the, the Masoret, it was studied by Hachamim, that what um, that it may be well with thee, means a world that is all good, and and may thy, thy days be lengthy means a world that is all long, and this is the Olam Haba. Now, just Mehila forgot to mention before starting, this chapter has many, many hidden depths in it, which I will not be able to deal with within the course of this today's shiur. Um, this really could, you could give a person three, four hours, and there's more, still more and more to study on this chapter. We're just going to be doing the um, top, you know, the, the the Peshat, really only just, just the outer meaning of the chapter. Halakha bet. Sikhar ha-sadikim. Hu, sheizku le-no'am zeh, ve-yihiyu betoba zoh. Ufir'on ha-reshaim hu shelo yizku le-chaim elu, ele yikaretu ve-yamutu. So, as we said, the, the payment for those that are righteous is that they receive a part in this um, greatness, in this world. And the punishment for those who are not righteous, for those who are evil and wicked, is that they will not get to reach this level of these lives, but rather will wither away and die, both physically and, and not physically. And anybody that does not reach... Um, this world to come, this special reward, this life, yes, um, is exactly what is, he does not, A, he does not live forever, and B, he ends up dying like an animal in his in his evilness and wickedness. And this is the same karet that was spoken about in the Torah, where there's, we say karet, getting cut off, as it says, um, and this soul will be cut off. There's a, it's a seemingly, there's a totality in the Pasuk, it says, hikaret, tikaret, cut will get cut off, right? Or it will, can't easily be translated to English. In any event, this totality was explained by Hachamim as hikaret, being cut off, the first one is in this world. Tikaret is in the next world. In other words, this body, this soul, this person who decided to um, cut himself off in this world, okay, in other words, by acting in a wicked way, in, in, the, in the ways of evil, will cut himself, will not receive a, a place 
in the world to come. Halacha gimel. Ha'olam haba. In bogufu gviya. So now we're going to be discussing what it means, what we mean by the world to come. Olam haba. What is that in Judaism? And again, I could get into depth. This is just on the outside. Ha'olam haba in bogufu gviya. Ela nefashot asadikim bilvad. Beloguf kimalachia sharet. So the the world to come harbors no body or no concrete form, but rather the souls of the righteous alone, with no body, no physical shape or form, just like the angels, as we spoke in Il Khutya Sodat Torah. There's no physical they have no physicality about them. And because there is no physicality in the world to come, there's no eating, no drinking, and nothing from the things that physical bodies need and physical people need in this world. And nothing, none of the situations, none of the things that happen to the bodies in this world happen in the next world, such as sitting and standing, sleeping, um, dying, happiness and sadness and so on and so forth, emotional feelings. And such have said the sages, the first, the early sages, the world to come has no eating, no drinking, no, no relations, but rather, the righteous men are sitting, and on their heads is garlands, the, the garlands upon their heads, and they indulge in feasting upon the luminousness of the Shekhinah. Now, you know, we're going to, in the following halacha, we're going to explain what this means, what Hachani meant by Yoshevin sitting. And by the crowns on their heads, and what Nehenim Meziva Shechina means, we have um, Arambam will explain this um, in a very concise way. Halacha Dalit. Haranit Ba'er Lecha She'en Shamguf Lefi She'en Shamachila Ushtiyah. So it is known to you, the reader, that there is no body there. Why? How do we know this? From the simple fact that there's no eating or drinking. Right, because a physical body, there's no physicality. Because in in the physical world, in order to um, withstand, with to stay in the physical world, to keep um, one's body healthy and, and alive and living, it needs energy, it needs food and water. And this is what they said: the righteous men are sitting in a figurative way. Yes. In other words, what they mean by sitting, what they meant in that phrase by the righteous men sitting, man or woman, is that they are there in a stable fashion, alludes to stability. When somebody's sitting, he's in a stable, he's very stable, yes? And he's not, um, in, and there's no, um, uh, doesn't have to be, you know, have any um, labor or work, okay? Because 
ביום חתונתו ביום שמחת ליבו. And what חכמים meant by saying, ועטרותיהם בראשיהם, and their crowns are on their heads, is not literal crowns, but rather it's um, a parable to explain that the da'a, the, the crowns, are the da'a, the knowledge and righteousness that allowed them to enter the world to come is with them and is on their head like a crown because it is what allowed them to come to the world to crown uh, the world to come as it says in as Shalom Hamelch said in the book of songs the crown wherewith his mother had crowned him and it also says and a joy of uh, everlasting joy shall be on their heads this is in the book of Yeshaya about um not exactly about the world to come, but about the Sadiqim. And the happiness, the same way the happiness is not a physical thing that could be on somebody's head, as it says in the Pasuk, oh, and an everlasting joy shall be on their head. And the same way a joy isn't on something which could physically be put on somebody's head, rather it's a figurative um, something. That same way, the crown which the Hachamim, the sages said, that is on top of the Sadiqim's head is figurative, and what it is, is, is their knowledge, their wisdom, and their right path, and the, the righteousness that they practice. And we said we have to explain what it means. And they are enjoying um, from Ziv HaShekhinah, from, from the luminousness of the Shekhinah. What does that mean? What it means is that when the Sadiqim, when the righteous people enter the world to come, their perception of God is a perception which they could not have reached when they were limited by the physical world. It's a perception above physical perception which we cannot reach in our physical form. Kol nefesh, now we're explaining what it, we mean by nefesh. I was translating soul. When Haramab says nefesh, in this context, he's not talking about um, uh, the neshama, that's the laguf. In other words, the breathing force, the breathing, the importance of breathing and, and, and and the, the, what they would call the chi that the person has. But rather, surat ha-nefesh. But rather, we're talking about the soul. I mean, that's the, the way I could say it. The metaphysical part of the body. And what is this? What is this metaphysical part of the body? What is this soul? I'm just going to translate it soul from now on. This is the wisdom, yes, which was invested in us by God, which allowed us through uh, however um, each person according to his his or her level was able to um, catch or um, understand things um, one from another 
And this is also what allows a person to understand in a very, very limited way, Hakadosh Baruch Hu or something like that. And this is the shape which we spoke about in the Torah, and this is what we call nefesh. In other words, we're not talking about something physical. We're talking about something metaphysical. We're talking about something above the physical world. And this, again, um, could be explained in a lot more depth, and which is not, which time does not allow. Hayim <laughs> elu. This life, in other words, the life of somebody who was allowed into the world to come, because they don't have death, because we said they're not physical, and death is only something of a physical beings, they were called... Um, They were called the collection of life. Okay? As it was said in the book of Shemuel, and the soul of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of life. And this reward is a reward that has no reward higher than it. And is the kind of good after which no good exists. And that is also what all the prophets um, craved and, um, and, and were waiting for and, and lusting for. And, and this, this, um, this reward was given many figurative names. One of them was Harashem, uh, the mountain of God, Mekom Kotsho, the place of his, um, of his of his um, uh, graciousness, of his uh, holy path, um, all figurative terms. Um, I'm not going to translate each one of them. And the sages called it in a figurative way. The Chachamim called this greatness, which comes to the Sadiqim in the world to come. And this, I'm not going to elaborate on this. They called it a meal. And in most places, it is called the world to come. Greatest vengeance, which has a no greater vengeance than it, is that the soul will be cut off and have no share in that life. And on that it is said, as we previously mentioned, the same pasuk, that the soul shall be utterly cut off. And his soul and his um, wickedness shall be on him, or its wickedness shall be on it, in it. And this um, uh, you know, hell is what Hakamim called in a figurative way, a well of uh, destruction, anything related to um, uh, destruction 
is what they, um, they called it in a figurative way. לפי שהיא הכליה, הכליה שאין אחרי התקומה לעולם, וההפסד שאין החוזה לעולם. Because this is a destruction, a decay, from which there is no coming out of, no regeneration, and it's a loss which is forever unturned. unturned. You cannot go back. There's no, there's no way back. Of course, in, the world, in this world, as we studied in the Chot Teshuvah, there's repentance. But once a person does not repent and leaves this world after uh, upon dying, that's it. If you, if you reach that level of karet, of course, if you got utterly cut off. Halakha tit. Tal be'aynecha tova zo. V'tidmeh she'en tzichar ha-mesvot v'havayot ha-adam shalem b'derecha emet e'la lehiyoto o'chel v'shotoy ma'achalot tovo u'bo'ayn surot na'ot ולובש בכדי שש ונקמה ושוכן באהו לשן ומשתמש בכלי זהב, בכלי כסף וזהב ודברים אדומים לאלו. Right? Now, a person living in this world, who is engulfed by his imagination and engulfed by what this world says is right or wrong, by what this world says is good and bad, may look at this goodness that Hachamim spoke about, that the sages spoke about in the world to come, as some, something not so good, something pretty... You know, not such a large good, something small, something that we really, many people wouldn't even think to be such a great thing, right? And somebody may even think that the goodness that comes out of um, doing the misvot, doing the, fulfilling the precepts, is um, getting to eat and drink good foods and um, so on and so forth and have physical pleasures. Yes? The same way the Arabs um, think, this, and he says the stupid Arabs who are Ivelim, who are, um, uh, are unsensible and, and, and stupid and silly um, and are um, uh, washed in uh, adultery, think. In other words, until today we have this thought where the Arabs, they believe um, this is not, this isn't a hadush, this isn't something, something uh, so outrageous. They say, they, they clearly say that they believe in these 72 um, uh, women that the, that the, the man is going to have after the shahid enters the world to come and so on and so forth. They, they speak about it in a very unfigurative way, in a physical way, and they talk about the physical pleasures that the person will have, and, they actually, and it's unlike us who speak about certain things in parables, they're speaking about it literally. And, and they have no problem saying it, that it's literal. So this is not the pleasure of the world to come in the Jewish sense. Abal, but rather, al-achayot. Ha-chachamim u-ba'alei de'ai yedi'u she-kol ad-debarim ha-elu dibre ha-bai v'heben hem v'en bahem tochelet. The smart people, the sensible people, understand that these physical pleasures are none more than silly things. Which, have, which nothing comes out of. And to us now, people listening to this class, this goodness is, not good, is only good because we're in a physical, we're in a physical uh, shape. Yes? And all these things are for physical needs, and the, the physical body doesn't want them and lust for them 
only, only lust for them because they are part of the physical needs of the body. So the body, and, and, why, oh, and why do we have a lust for all these physical things? Oh, if it, if it would be ideal, if the ideal is not to want these things, then why do we have a lust for them? Because yes, in order to keep one's physical physicality in a continuous state, he needs, he or she needs to feed themselves and eat and allow themselves life. Life. On, on, on the other hand, when there's no body, when people reach the world to come, these things are worthless. These things are meaningless. This greatness which we were speaking about, which is in the world to come. There is no way to attain knowledge of it, okay, or to know of it. Because in this world, the only thing we know about is the goodness, uh, is, is what's good for the body. And this is what we lust. And this greatness, which Hachamim spoke about, is so great, is is great in it's in it's such an infinite way and is only spoken about in a, a parable in a parabolous way. But in reality, comparing the two things is it's not a good it's not a real uh, comparison. This greatness is so great that it cannot be, it cannot even be attained knowledge of. It can't even be understood. And putting in a, and and, and um, speaking about it in figurative terms is only to point out to what this real good is. And this is as King David has said in the Book of Psalms. Oh, how great is the goodness which thou. Um, has treasured up for those that fear thee. Yes? Something out of this world. Nobody could see it. Nobody, in, even the Nebi'im, they can't have any knowledge of this world to come. There's a lot to say about this, this subject. I'll leave it at the fact that the limit of, at the limit of our human logic and sense of the world to come, but this cannot, this logic cannot be understood in terms of this world. It can only be understood in other terms of the outer world, and we cannot understand it in a logical way. And the early sages have said that there is no power in the person to attain knowledge of this um, uh, you know, to its uh, to its uh, clarity in a clear way. And the only the only one who um, has the real knowledge of this world to come is Hakadosh Baruch Hu Himself. Oh, and the, all the greatness that the prophets um, prophesize about to Israel. These are all things 
that are related to our phys physical being um, and the physic and, and uh, our enjoyment in the physical world post Melech HaMashiach. But the greatness of the world to come has no, nothing comparable and no estimate. It's not estimable and not comparable. And it was so great. It's something so great that the Nevi'im couldn't even compare it to anything. Because Immediately by comparing it to something, you're taking away from it, taking away from its greatness. And this is as the prophet Yeshaya said, No eye has seen God besides thee, and who who worketh for him, that waits for him. But rather, in other words, this greatness that no eye of no sage and no um, uh, prophet, except maybe Moshe Rabbeinu, maybe, and I'm just leaving that at a maybe, saw um, God made only for he who waits for it and works for it. And all the prophets, okay? Prophesies about Yemot Mashiach, about the days of the Mashiach. But the world to come is something which no eye has seen except God. The last halacha, we're going to be finishing an extremely deep chapter with this last halacha. Now, we always say the world to come. The next world, Olam Habba means the next world. One could think that what we mean by the next world is that this world, right, um, uh, that, that this physical world is going to get destroyed at a certain point, and afterwards will come the next world, right? There's, there's uh, a misconception like that. And Adam Bam says clearly, the situation is not such. But rather, this world will always be standing, okay? Omed, standing not in the sense of um, uh, standing like you know, we get sit and stand, but rather in, a, in, in terms of stability. And rather it was said, and, and, and the situation is not such, and, and, that, and this is what it says, um, the greatness um, which God hides for those who are pious. Yes, it doesn't say that God is, has it waiting, is, is going to make it later, is going to create it later. No, this greatness is, is, is there. It's simply hidden. It's safun. It's... Um, yeah, it's hidden. And they didn't call it Olam only they called it Olam because it's the world that comes after a person, an individual, leaves Olam Hazeh. And um, 
because we are gonna we are in our physical world so after the physical world this uh, the physical world in which we are physically in with our soul and our body and this is the world which everybody has at the beginning in other words everybody starts at the point of the physical world and eventually goes to the world to come to Olam Abba, to the unphysical world um, Bezat Hashem, more tomorrow. Amen, amen.